0: I think with that, I will turn things over uh, to Holly Fischl. She's going to be touching on the next couple of uh, permitted uses. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Next use is premium pay. Uh, And we talked about this at some of our our previous town halls. Um, The the new rule does provide some clarification and some additional things you need to be aware of. Um, First of all, the, the Uh, If you decide to use this category, uh, the Board of Supervisors does determine the eligible workers. They do need to be critical to protect the health and well-being of the residents. Um, And we'll get into that a little bit more on the next slide. But you you do have the option as well to grant out these funds under this category to other public or private employers that do have eligible workers. Uh, In the role they do can... It does contain several, quite a few actually, category of workers uh, who would have been regular either contact with other employees or or the public throughout uh, that pandemic. And it does include several, specifically several categories of municipal workers, such as transportation and wastewater, uh, but also covers government workers generally. There are limitations on it, as we've discussed before, that that is capped at an up to an additional thirteen dollars an hour for each eligible worker, um, and that is capped at also capped at twenty five thousand dollars per eligible worker. Again, this is in addition to their regular wages. So the thirteen dollars, if, if you were going as high as that, that would be on top of whatever their regular uh, hourly wage is. Uh, It is clear that this can be looked at. You can look at their time worked uh, retroactive to the beginning of the pandemic, Um, but obviously it would be paid in this uh, 2021 and forward time frame. So it can be retroactive to the beginning of the pandemic, uh, as well as if you had uh, paid it in the past, paid them um, premium pay before, you could actually pay them additional premium pay as well. Uh, work from home employees though are not eligible so anyone was teleworking they cannot uh, receive any type of premium pay um, from if they were teleworking during that time frame next slide all right so it it does say that for those individuals they does have to address the heightened risk of being physically present or costs associated with illness so, so part of this that the rule talks about that the individuals who, who would be eligible for this were ones who were around others during that time. They were uh, you know, either working with other employees, um, working with the public, handling items that were handled uh, by other people as well. Uh, the rule does say you and emphasizes this, you need to prioritize those lower paid eligible workers that you may have, again, if you're looking at using this option. Uh, There is another limitation that is put in place in the rule, and that is premium pay cannot increase total pay above 150% of the higher of either the state's average annual wage for all occupations or your county's average annual wage. Again, if you are looking at more lower paid eligible workers, that's not going to be an issue, but if you were in a higher paid uh, county particularly, uh, and you're looking at uh, adding this premium pay one to some other well-paid workers, you do need to look at those caps and you cannot go beyond those caps. Uh, One important clarification that was made, uh, and we had a lot of questions on this before, uh, was about pension funds. There is a, in the act itself, a prohibition on using any of the resources uh, to make a contribution to a pension fund. However, in the rule, the uh, Treasury differentiates between a uh, single contribution that a uh, municipality may be making to its pension fund in order to pay down your unfunded liability versus those contributions that are part of pay, uh, normal part of payroll contributions to the pension funds that are part of the premium pay. So again, if you are going to use this or considering using this particular Uh, permitted use, um, that payroll contributions for pension funds would be an eligible use. And that is an important clarification to make. All right, for the next one, loss revenue replacement. All right, this one is going to apply most broadly uh, to everyone. And there are some important clarifications that the rule makes. Uh, One is that it is loss revenue is being looked at on uh, a total basis. So it is not being looked at category by category, which is what we had anticipated. So that's an important one you're looking at in total. And I'm going to talk here in a second how you uh, try to, what those formulas are that that have been given in this IRS role. Uh But the other important part uh, to note is that The rule makes it clear that there is going to be an assumption that if you have lost revenue based on the formula we're going to talk about, that it is assumed that that relates to COVID. So you are not going to have to prove or document that you had this lost revenue due to COVID. That is going to be an assumption. So what are you looking at to make this calculation? First of all, you're looking at your general revenue. Uh, and there, it relies on a census definition for that, but essentially that includes all the local revenue you bring in from your taxes, fees, other sources, as well as any money that you get from the state. So any intergovernmental transfers from the state, which would include your liquid fuels, uh, it would include impact fees, it would include gaming revenues. Um, what it does not include is any refunds or any corrections, any debt proceeds, any uh, sales of investments, uh, but in particular if you had any federal funding that is not included. If you had any uh, state grants or funding that actually was from federal a federal program, you would also not include that uh, number when you're trying to calculate your general revenue. Uh, and this is going to be on a calendar basis as well, so you're going to look at it calendar year by calendar year. All right, next slide. All right. So the the formula you'd be looking at and that you could start start to think about now is uh, as we talked in previous uh, in our previous town halls, 2019 is your base year. So that has not changed. Um, So the the first thing you would need to do is calculate out your 2019 base year revenue based on the the prior slide, looking at all your general uh, general revenue. Local revenue transfers from the state minus those uh, listed in the the not category. Then you're going to figure out what the rule calls your counterfactual revenue. Um, and, And by this, what they're looking at is making a growth assumption that if we had not had the pandemic, your revenues would have gone up by some factor. Um, and you have two options for this. You can either, after you've calculated that 2019 base revenue, you can multiply it by 4.1 percent, um, or you can calculate out what your average um, revenue growth was during the time frame of 2017 to 2019. So once you figure that out you're going to take your base year revenue plus that growth factor that you've calculated out, which could be the 4.1%. And then you're going to look at at your actual revenues for the past 12 months. So you can do 2020 um, and figure out again, what was your actual revenue in the past 12 months or so for a calendar year 2020, look at that. Um, Again, figure out what your general revenue is, minus all those, just the disallowed, items and subtract out your difference, and whatever that difference is, that is going to be uh, your lost revenues um, that you can use for a number of different sources. But it's important to note that you can do this for future years as well. So 2020 you can start with, but you can also use this for 2021, 2022, and 2023 as we go along. Next slide. So. The both uh, in the rule, in the um, FAQs that have been released, as well as statements made by Treasury, is they've intended this to be very broad. So what this difference is, this lost revenue replacement is intended for you to uh, report how you calculated it, what that amount was, uh, and then it can be transferred into your general fund and used, again, generally for the provision of government services. So you have a a wide range of items you can use these funds for it is it could include infrastructure, including uh, your roads and bridges, cybersecurity, um, as well as public safety. So, again, it, this is a very broad use. The use itself that you're going to be reporting would be the lost revenue replacement and how you calculated that. Um, but then, again, it can go in your general funds and can be used um, as you need to use those funds.